Mahoney's Irish Pub and Steakhouse presents the Colvin Brothers Podcast. Well, let me tell you something, brother. My name is Michael. I've always dreamed about having a brother. It's the Colvin Brothers Show. Oh, boy. Michael is the music guy. I'm the movie guy who put us together. We're the Colvin Brothers. You was my brother, Charlie. You should have looked out for me a little bit. You're listening to the Colvin Brothers. You're my kid brother. You take care of me. So... What does your brother do to you? It's not a Colvin party. Let the cops show up. <laughs> yes. Perhaps we're long lost brothers. Colvin brothers on Z93. The six o'clock alarm. Oh, brother. Number six for Colvin. Mom always likes you best. Michael! Colvin Brothers. Ash Brown. Comedy. On Z93. Who died this year? everybody it's sunday you know what that means it's time for the last show of 2021 we are the colvin brothers on z93 yeah 2020 was a real dog 2021 was better but now it's not ending well that's the issue that it's not ending well well what's happening is people that are you know even people that have like the booster are getting the breakthroughs saturday night live <laughs> that was bizarre it was uh, three people no audience no cast yeah yeah and uh, if you can skip it skip it paul rudd deserves a better fate uh, one of the co-owners of the candy store in rhinebeck with our good buddy negan and he's down in atlanta right now filming the final episodes of Walking Dead. Well, Negan, if you're out there listening, and I know you probably are listening on the podcast with your wife, give us a call. Yeah. Let's talk about The Walking Dead. Yeah, we're all about the celebrities now. We you know, we had Bruce Campbell on a couple months ago. Uh, Doug Gray from Marshall Tucker Band wants to be a part of the show, apparently. You so, I'm going to talk about that you later. Know, we're, we're, we're moving up in the world. All right, so the show today, Who Died This Year? Yeah, we're paying special uh, attention to musicians that have passed over the past 12 months, and there's some real heavy hitters. It's arguable, you know, whether or not last year's dead musicians are more important it doesn't matter there were some some knockout punches this year mike nesmith for me was probably one of the biggest like one of my top five artists of all time um and so uh all through the hour we're going to feature their music and uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about their lives yeah we, we kicked it off with uh zz top with uh, tush he didn't have a lot of vocals on their hits so when i hosted the ZZ Top Show at Bethel Woods. Was it ZZ93? Yeah, so from ZZ93. <laughs> so 
what they did was they they had a video. This is this started with the Beach Boys about ten or fifteen years ago. You would take a dead band member's vocal because you you know everything's multi-tracked. Yeah. Show a video of them singing, and then the live members play along with it. So that's how ZZ Top paid tribute to Dusty, and we figured we would do the same thing. He had a nice long run. Seventy-two years old, died on July twenty-eighth, and I did a little history to see what he because I've I've seen him in things, uh-huh. and uh, although I don't like this movie, he was in Back to the Future Part Three. Yes, well they all were. They play. They were the band playing in the uh, 1800s he was in deadwood no kidding now that I, I, I saw that's a great series if you ever get a chance he was a guest on king of the hill okay and he's a big wrestling fan so breckman will be happy with this he, he was on a couple episodes of raw um but every once in a while you would get those famous people that would show up and you would put them a part of the show because if, if you're gonna be front row at a wrestling show we're not gonna have zz top there with the beards and not put them on the tv absolutely and uh, of course we just mentioned breckman who's in the middle of the bermuda triangle as we speak so we don't know if we're ever gonna see him again oh i found amelia Earhart. <laughs> oh, i was able to download the show Oh, uh, gem of a show. I was able to hear that on the deck. All righty. Well, you know, the, the, another thing, too, with uh, some of these guys, as I'm digging a little deeper, Dusty should have died in 1984. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, but that was really at the peak of their popularity because Eliminator had come out in 83. It was like one of the biggest albums of that year. He had a Derringer that fell from his boot and discharged. Oh. Shot him in the abdomen. Really? So he was supposed to be a goner, and uh, he made it through. Wow. Well, it might have shortened it. It's kind of like when George Harrison got stabbed in 1999. It took two more years, but he finally succumbed. <laughs> so the Coleman Brothers on Z93, we are sponsored by Mahoney's Irish Pub in Poughkeepsie. Daily specials at Mahoney'sIrishPub.com. I think we were just on there recently. The Coleman Brothers, Rigatoni, Bolognese. That's a wonderful, wonderful meal. And tonight, after the show, we, you know, we wrap at 7. I'm going to be going in at 8 o'clock for our staff holiday party. You're technically staff because you work. You know, you fill in for me, so it's up to you if you want to come. All right, maybe I'll do shots with Wendy. <laughs> she doesn't work there, but she is absolutely staff. <laughs> we, and we got a lot of information that we're going to talk about later on in the show about New Year's Eve. Broncos and Raiders in progress. Football Sunday. Head on down. Our next song is Meatloaf. You took the words right out of my mouth. And uh, back on April 19th of this year, Oof. who passed away? We lost Jim Steinman, and we mentioned we always tease Wendy, and she's a, a, a great soul. She works very, very hard. She's in a nursing home in Danbury, and we couldn't talk about it at the time, but now that he's passed, we can. Uh, he was one of her patients. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, um, and she would talk, you know, she would let me know this a couple years ago before the, the COVID crisis, a very lovable, down to earth guy. Now, of course, he was the the brains behind Meatloaf, but if, if you, you can always tell Jim Steinman's music, there's like almost a Spectorian wall of sound to it. So he's the guy behind Nothing at All from Air Supply, Total Eclipse of the Heart from Bonnie Tyler, nice. and he was also. Celine Dion, it's all coming back to me now. All right, yeah, I can see and they that. all, if you if you think about it, they all really tie together. Yeah, you can run them into loop for New Year's Eve uh, if you're DJing, which I am. Very good. Yes, you are. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not. All right, we're the Coleman Brothers on Z93. This is Who Died This Year.
Mahoney's Irish Pub and Steakhouse in Poughkeepsie is the official sponsor of the Colvin Brothers Show here on Z93. And if you're looking to host your private party, Mahoney's has two great options. The vast room can hold parties from 30 to 200 people. The room gives you privacy for meetings, holiday parties, rehearsal dinners, retirement parties, and so much more. Then there's the Clotter Room, ready for your next party, accommodating up to 85 people, featuring your own bar and dance floor. Book your next event today. Call Pat at 471-7026 or visit Mahoney'sIrishPub.com. Food died this year. He's dead, Jeff. With the Colvin Brothers on Z93. When I love, I get a feeling like I'm traveling through the sky. On the wings of a nightingale. As I ride, my head is beating, but I don't even Colvin Brothers on Z93, and we're getting ready for the end of the year. Who died this year? We're going to talk a little bit about Don Everly, August 21st of this past year. Yeah, we lost Phil, I want to say six or seven years ago. I remember I was working at the Roadhouse when the when the word came through. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Uh, both Don and Phil were pallbearers for Buddy Holly uh, after he passed in his famous plane crash in 1959. Look, we're brothers. Stephen and I, we have notorious epic fights and arguments, but we're brothers. We love each other, but sometimes it's hard to work with your sibling. And the Everly Brothers, as big as they were in the 50s and early 60s, I prefer their later period anyway. Like, they put out some really good roots and psychedelic rock in the later half of the decade. But in, it, it, when the 70s came around, they decided they weren't going to work together, and they didn't speak for, like, over a decade. Now, think about this. Your brothers, you didn't speak for over a decade. I forget what got them to uh, come back to speaking terms, but it was um, the mid-'80s. And of course, Paul McCartney, the Beatles, you know, when they started out, yep. their whole bit was to be a quartet in the style of Buddy Holly and the Everly Brothers. If you listen to those early records, it's basically just the next logical step from those those tight harmonies and the kind of Buddy Holly rhythm guitar thing that they were doing. So he wrote a song called On the Wings of a Nightingale, specifically for the Everly Brothers. They took the demo, they not only recorded it, they put out a reunion album that did very, very well. They covered Dire Straits and they had a couple of other songs. And then they toured 
for at least a good decade. I saw them at the Civic Center with the OB and Pete Wingfield, who had the uh, the big hit with 18 with a bullet, and one of the best shows I've ever seen. They were just, you're never going to get harmonies like you have with brothers. That's why the Beach Boys are so good, the Everly Brothers, the Kinks. He had a good run. How old was he when he passed? 84 years old. And uh, he was part of that first group that went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Elvis Presley. Yeah, and, and rightfully so. They're an outstanding duo, and uh, I, I listen to them as often as I can. Love the Everly Brothers. Yeah, I mean, we have uh, a brother that we talk about every once in a while. He's no longer with us. Uh, Christopher passed away in 2014. But Christopher was somebody that would kind of go in and out of our lives towards the last 10 years. Of, Always his decision, though, right? Yeah, he's like, you're not going to help me with this uh, garage sale? Well, then screw you. Yeah, I'm not talking <laughs> to anybody for you. So it, 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 it's hard. Look, you know, there, there, were, there were five of us. There's three now. And I, you know, as uh, the third. Um, oh, the, we have an obscure sister oh, in Carol California, <laughs> and uh, we only see her at weddings and funerals. But uh, as as Warren Zevon said before he passed, in fact, I think it was an album title of his: "Enjoy Every Sandwich." The Colvin Five. Are you ready for the Colvin Five? Five. 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 On Z93. The Colvin Five, sponsored by Joker Inc. They do screen printing and embroidery, low minimums, fast turnaround, top quality. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. JokerInk.com. We are wearing their gear right now. Brand new gear for our aunts this past Christmas yeah, Eve. Yeah, that was a big hit. I was the big closer this year was uh, was Aunt Cheryl and Aunt Lisa. Because you know, we always make jokes about them. And, and, and Breck, too. They all fall in the same category. That whole OK Boomer thing, yeah. it's it's real. All right? It is real. It there, is real. People just don't know how to press a button. It's just we can't make it any easier. It's like no, Aunt Cheryl. If you, I just sent you what you have to do. If you hit that, if you touch it, it'll work. Well, Kirsten, I think is only what fifty or fifty one. Fifty one, and think? she has no idea how to use the technology. No, no, either. no, no. And and, and you get frustrated with me sometimes because I'm like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so I'm, I mean, I'm trying because I'm in the field, but sometimes stuff just goes over my head. So, uh, what is our topic this week? All right. So on the Coleman Brothers on Z ninety three Facebook page, what magazine do you still have a stack of? And I know magazines are kind of like dying just like the newspaper but people still have them i have all the major league baseball team yearbooks and programs of stadiums that i visited mm-hmm. i visited 31 and uh, there's only 30 teams in baseball so it kind of tells you i've been to a couple places a couple of times but also i think i've got a couple more and with albert getting married i'm hoping his bachelor party is at a stadium that's on the list so i don't know yet we'll have to see how that goes an honorable mention goes to uh, none other than our very own breckman again lost in the bermuda triangle as we air we'll see what happens during the rest of the week uh the harmonizer the official magazine of barbershop harmony society i've been a member for 46 years well, what's yours do you, do you have any magazines at the house uh, same deal as you I, I i collected yankee yearbooks up till before they started charging ridiculous amounts of money for them so I probably I'm probably covered from like ninety or ninety one through like two thousand six. Yeah, I remember I used to get the uh, the army program from Grandpa. I still have some of those. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I think this was probably like in, in the in the eighties, mm. late eighties, early nineties. And Grandpa's like he's like Stevie. He's like, Rambo is our guy. You got anytime you see Rambo come on the on the field, you got to go. Let's go, Rambo! <laughs> and, and it stuck in my brain. He always <laughs> he always was there with the little points. And uh, probably the pride of my collection, I have the Playgirl magazine that our cousin Tommy. Uh, was the centerfold in? Yeah, he didn't come to Christmas Eve this year. You invited everybody. But I, I invited the entire family. He didn't. He didn't make it. But it was good to see New Nicholas. New Nicholas is my favorite family member well, now. New Nicholas, uh, Kim uh, Pushkar's son. Number five, Dot Taylor. <laughs> G-Fan, it's the last magazine I've had a subscription to. Yes! Japanese monsters will never die, but unfortunately, if you light my house on fire, I will. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to make references <laughs> to that every week. Riley and Joyzy, um, I want to do his voice, but you do him better than me. Um, I only have magazines that might feature Stella Star in them <laughs> or other people I know. Yeah, Riley um, is one of our good friends, and he's somebody that... If you go out to a baseball game, and I made the mistake of going to a museum with him, we finally gave up. Me and Woody are like, all right, we'll see you later, kid. Because he takes photos of everything, but you never see the photos. I DJed his wedding, and he must have sent me about 10,000 songs. I'm not lying. And I was like, I you, you, you know I can only play 70, so. I feel like RJ did the same thing. Yeah, they, 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 they both worked me Maybe out they're good. brothers from different mothers. Number three, number three. Lewis Chu. Oh, Lewis Chu is a big part of it. You're going to hear him in just a moment. It's only one word, but I, I like to do my Lewis. Oh, I like to watch, you know, and read Time Magazine. <laughs> I like to be on there. We, we call him literal Lewis, so whatever, whenever he comes out to karaoke, which he does faithfully at Mahoney's every Wednesday, he always sings whatever's in the news or whatever holiday we are honoring. And he never knows anybody that's specific. 
No. Lewis, have you met the owner of Mahoney's? Oh, I don't know who that is. Yeah, exactly. He's a little aloof. Aloof Lewis. Number two, star in the Lone Star State. Oh, I love when you say star. This is actually mine. It wasn't star, it was mine. Oh, Cousin Keir. Okay, so uh, Cousin Keir, who do you got? National Enquirer and Star Magazine. Oh, you got to go with Star Magazine. I would name me and Rob, we were drunk one night doing a bender. <laughs> we were reading Star Magazine. We were reading about Anna Cole Smith. You know, she had like some kind of overdose, but she survived. <laughs> and uh, we said, Star, that's got to be the name. Star. <laughs> yes, it was, and it is. From a Hollywood gossip. I oh, love it. I love it. And I guess I'll do the big closer. Joanna, upstate. I have a stack of a friend's old playboys that another friend who shall remain nameless organized according to date. I have a theory as to who the friend is, but I'm not going to say it on the air. Ah, cool deal. <laughs> cool deal. <laughs> That's the Coleman Five, folks. Hi, this is Lewis Chu. You're listening to the Coleman Brothers on Z93. Who died this year? Anybody who faced me in Squid Game. You can't handle the truth.
It's the Coleman Brothers on Z93. Who died this year? Poco, uh, the band that, that rose from the ashes of Buffalo Springfield. Rusty Young was a member throughout the entire run. They were another one of those groups whose every album, you know, there was a different there was a different lineup. Um, so I knew when he passed, and Stan Beinstein, our good friend, Stan, paid, Stan, paid Stan, a very Stan, nice Stan, tribute Stan, on Facebook. Stan. I don't know how I missed it, but Paul Cotton, who joined after, I think, the second record and replaced uh, Jim Messina, but it was certainly in the band long enough. He died just a couple of weeks later, so it blew my mind. So yeah, July 31st for Mr. Cotton and Mr. Young, April 14th. All right, so a couple of months went in between, but I, I did not know about Paul Cotton until I was putting together today's show. Rose of Cimarron from the album of the same name. I believe it was the last time that Timothy B. Schmidt appeared on a Poco record because he went on to join the Eagles. But um, it's one of those songs that's in my top 10 all time. I love a nice uh, 12-string guitar, and of course I'm a sucker for country rock, and everything's encapsulated into that. A beautiful, beautiful song, and we were happy to play it for you today on Z93. This portion of the show is sponsored by Lockstead Rock on Route 9 at Wabinger's Falls. Make your hair appointment with Karen for the brand new year, 2022. Karen will take care of you. Just ask her about Mad Mike. I'm sure she's got stories. Oh, yeah. She's never cut my hair, but I'm, I'm officially growing it back so that she can cut my hair. And she was an integral part of the Frank Pallet tribute that unfortunately had to get postponed. Yeah, it's going to so, happen in February. We'll yeah. keep people updated. Yeah, we'll absolutely keep you updated. So, uh, But Karen has got a heart of gold, and she's got hands that are magic when she cuts your hair. Yeah, check her out on Facebook, LockstatRock.com, and she wants to always push the phone number, 845-227-4021. That's Karen and Locks That Rock. So speaking of the end of the year, oh. you know, it's always good because – um, for me at least, I don't have to worry about my shows so I can catch up on like movies, okay. but then new shows come out and, uh, you just downloaded Karate Kid part three I'm for having us to little, watch. I'm having a little bit of trouble with that one. I don't know why, but okay. we'll, 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 I've got my ways. I've got people. Cause we have to watch that because when does Cobra Kai drop? It's going to be dropping on New Year's Eve. Oh, is it that quick? Yeah. So we need Ooh. the villain from part three Ooh. comes back. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to be refreshed. All right. I, I finally, like you, I've got some time. So I've been rewatching movies. I haven't watched, you know, in 25, 30 years. Reservoir Dogs, I forgot about everything except for the, the ear getting cut off. So that was really nice to watch with fresh eyes and, and, and ears. Yeah, I'll probably and, go back and watch that one. At Christmas Vacation, I completely forgot that Julia Louis-Dreyfus was the second, was the next door neighbor because she was nobody then. Yeah, she had the same hairdo as Elaine too, so she was getting ready. Seinfeld was was airing by then, but nobody caught on for a couple of years. Yeah, and she had uh, she was on a really bad season of Saturday yeah, Night Live yeah. with her husband Brad Hall, who was a writer. He's they're still together. He was one of the main writers for Veep, and I cannot recommend that show enough. Yeah, I'll eventually, you know, I eventually get to these shows. I, I got like a long list because every time that something comes out, then something gets revived, like Dexter, and we're loving Dexter. And if you're not watching it, go catch up, people. Because yeah, they, they they finally got it right. Uh, the most recent episode or recent recent episodes the big thing that was missing from it was because he's no longer a forensic whatever whatever they call the guy that looks at blood yeah you know, like that was like a, always a big part of the show because you got some science and you got some reason so they finally found a way to incorporate that into the reboot and it worked tremendously the book of Bubba Fett which I know Michael won't watch but uh you know last year the Mandalorian was a giant success for Disney Plus. That's why I started watching it. And Bubba Fett, who is an iconic character from Return of the Jedi, a little part of Empire Strikes Back, he's the guy that fell in the Sarlacc pit. Remember that? We didn't know. How did he get out of the Sarlacc pit? I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but that's coming out, and I can't wait to watch that. That's December 29th. So some good stuff to keep your eyes out on. And uh, you know something else to keep your eyes on is whenever Lane and RJ chime in yeah, with a correction for the Sullivan Brothers. Not so much a correction. We did the Christmas show last week, and there's a song. It's the official theme song of Mahomes. It's called Fairy Tale of New York, and it's by the Pogues. Now, there's a word in there that, you know, the most easily offended subset of people would be offended by this one word. So I was like, you know what? I have a version of this that doesn't have that word in the song. Yeah. It's by KT Tunstall, which RJ provided me with like six years ago. Oh, here's some Christmas music. He gave me like, you know, a thousand songs. So I played it, and instantly my phone's blowing up with lanes like, oh, what's this dreck? What's this awful cover? <laughs> it's got no groove. It's got no boogie. And I'm like, Lane, the other one has a word in it I didn't want to air because I didn't want the BS. There's a clean version you should have found. There's apparently, <laughs> and I'll do this for next year. Yeah, yeah. Next year I'll play the clean version of the Pogues fairy tale of New York. I apologize, but you know what? I thought KT Tunstall did a wonderful job, and RJ, screw you for giving it to me in the first place. Did RJ have any uh, points on it? Lane listened to the show, and then RJ listened to the podcast like six hours later, and it basically said the same things that Lane did. I'm like, fine. <laughs> Who died this year? You're dead to me. The Colvin Brothers on Z93. Well, I know you're a bad history. Rock, rock, rock. 
Coleman Brothers on Z93, who died this year? Rock and Roll High School by the Ramones. Well, the person that behind this is Phil Spector, died on January 16th. And I didn't know this. They had three versions of this song. Mm-hmm. The third version was only played on a show of our, you know, of our past, Sha Na Na, where uh, the band was miming the song. Yeah, and you know, Phil Spector, I guess he saw them in concert. And the Ramones played I don't think any band played more shows when they were an active unit. I, I saw them at the chance, like it seemed like every month. But uh, he saw them at a show and he wanted to produce their next album. And uh, they turned him down, uh, put out whatever, I think it was Rocket to Russia was the album that he wanted to do. So they, they eventually he won them over. And so he put them through you know, a tremendous amount of torture in order to get the record out. It's a great record. It's probably my favorite Ramones record, End of the Century is the name of it. But what's interesting to me, years later, when I was at a a taping for uh, David Bowie's Radio Today special, I met Joey Ramone, and who was he with, like walking hand in hand? Ronnie Spector from the Ronettes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember you telling me this. Yeah. So I just always thought this nice, nice tie-in. Look, Phil Spector, his life did not end well. We're not celebrating what he did at the end, but you're never going to find a better producer. Did you watch the movie with Al Pacino? I did, Is yes. it any good? Yeah, it was. It was great. Yeah. What is it, HBO or Showtime? I, I, you know what? Just you know, uh, Google it and but find it's, out. But it's worth watching. Oh, yeah. Do yeah. they touch on all the stuff Dad likes? No, no, it's all—it's only about the murder years. Uh, I want to watch the stuff about Dad with the uh, Ronettes and the yeah, Crystals. He, um, Darlene Love. There was a Brian Wilson movie called Love and Mercy, where they—they they have '60s Brian and they oh, have, I saw that. They have '80s Brian with John Cusack and um, what's his name, Phil Dano, somebody Dano, Paul Dano, Paul Dano. Yes. So in, in that movie, you get to see the '60s Phil Spector. I think I saw that. One. Yeah, yeah. Paul Dano has been in a lot of stuff recently. So last weekend, I got a chance to go down to the Paramount Theater in Middletown. I was the guest for Z93. I got to introduce Doug. Gray and the Marshall Tucker Band onto stage. Yeah. But the cool thing was, uh, you know, just first of all, walking through, they did a lot of renovations mm. because when you first walk in, you're like, oh, because me and Michael just saw J.B. Smoove at Paramount and Peekskill. They're, you know, they're twins. Mm-hmm. And you walk in, it's it's more spacious when you first walk in. Right. Um, there's a little bit more room to, you know, to kind of move around. And when you get inside the auditorium, well, first I was talking to all the sound guys, so that was kind of cool for me to see the behind-the-scenes stuff. Sure. Then I went backstage and met up with Dave, who is uh, the Marshall Tucker Band roadie, so okay. to speak. He's, he's their tech. Yeah, the travel manager. And uh, so he introduced me to Doug Gray, and then we just started talking. Mm-hmm. And the first thing Doug Gray, which which won me over, was... Uh, you're gonna you're gonna take that uh, the mask off when you bring us out onto the stage, right? Yeah. And I said I'll take it off right now, Doug. If that's yeah, cool, right? he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he did an ID for our show. He took a picture with me, which is blowing up on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just tell me all kinds of stories. He oh, went, he's a great guy. I used to I, I met him several times in my previous radio life. He was in Vietnam, mm-hmm. which, uh, as you know, Dad, our father Frank. 
he says, he's like, I, I go to uh, therapy quite often. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I'll spend a lot of money on the therapy. But, you know, I told her I'm not going to talk about Vietnam because, no. you know, dad never talked about never, it. Never talked about your war. Uh, but it was just kind of cool. And he also introduced me to B.B. Borden, who is their drummer. Now, me and Michael, we play drums, you know, back in John Jay High School. Mm. So I'm always somebody that's, like, interested in what, what goes on with the drums. When they did all their solos... I mean, the drum solo, he killed it. And he was like this small dude. And I got introduced to him backstage, and Doug's like, he's like, yeah, you know, BB, uh, he uh, he was smoking for his entire life. <laughs> he got COVID. And the uh, doctor said, you're going to die. So he, he's been, he hasn't smoked a cigarette in 16 weeks. Can you give him a round of applause right there? Yeah, right. So, uh, so it's kind of cool to see. You know, they all had COVID, which they called, you know, it was a bad flu. It was a bad flu. <laughs> uh, but it was a lot of fun. I I ended up staying longer than, than I thought I was going to because I had to be somewhere else. It was just a jam session, and uh, everything about it was just a lot of fun. Heard in the Love Song was awesome. Yeah, I got yeah. to hear Fire in the Mountain. It's um, funny. You bring up Heard in the Love Song when we did that Mondegreen show. I should have thought about this. Back when that song was popular, we lived in Virginia. We yeah. talk about this a lot. And the station that our mother used to listen to was a country station, 98 MCQ. But at that time, the country stations played Southern Rock, which is really what that Marshall Tucker Band are. Yeah. So. Heard in a love song was in heavy rotation, as they say, but because radios were so bad in those days, I thought the name of the song was Pretty Little Love Song, and the part where he sings Can't Be Wrong, I yeah, thought yeah. was 10 feet long. So for years, <laughs> I'm Pretty Little Love Song. That's her lyrics. 10 feet long. You got that, Denver? <laughs> I'm surprised Denver Darren didn't tell us about that one. But uh, yeah, just to finish up, uh, there's a guy named uh, Marcus James Henderson. Kind of reminds me of William H. Macy mm-hmm. from Shameless. Oh, same, Frank. Same look. Yeah. He did the keyboard, the flute, and the sax. And my man did the flute solo. He must have did it for five minutes. His face is turning purple and red, but it was awesome. Yeah. So, hey, some bands, you have to have that yeah. flute. Of course, Marshall Tucker, Jethro Tull, famously. And uh, the Moody Blues, who's the next band that we're going to be getting into in our yep. tribute to who died this year. What do you got? Well, Graham Edge was the drummer, but more than being the drummer of the band, they were one of those rare bands. They, they had two major major incarnations the early years with denny lane who's a friend of the show and then uh, they regrouped with justin hayward and john lodge who were the principal writers but they all wrote the thing about graham edge is that he was the guy that wrote all those poems so you know breathe deep the gathering gloom watch lights fade from every room that's him yeah uh michael pinder was the voice but he wrote all that stuff so there's not a lot of moments in the moody blues catalog where the drums are featured heavily but their big hit in 72 was just a singer in a rock and roll band and he does get to rock out on this, so that's why I picked it. And he passed away this uh, past November 11th, so there's the Moody Blues, just a singer, a rock and roll band with the Coleman Brothers on Z93.
Celebrating 30 years of rock and locks, Karen and her staff at Locks That Rock in Wampadrish Falls are your hair design destination. Affordable, comfortable, and personalized service is what you can expect every time. Locks That Rock offers hair services to all women, men, children, and seniors. Whether you need a haircut, new hair color, or have a special occasion coming up, they are your go-to hair salon. Located right there on Route 9 in Wampadrish Falls, give them a call at 845-227-4021 to book your appointment today. Like them on Facebook and visit them online at LocksThatRock.com. Who died this year? All right, who died this year? Michael mentioned, uh, you know, all hour long, a lot of these big rock and roll heroes of his and all of you Z93 listeners out there. But there's also some actors, some politicians that we wanted to touch on. Other celebrities. Celebrities that weren't in the music wheel. Yeah, so number one, on August 29th, actor famous for his roles as Lou Grant on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Lou Grant was an actual show for a couple of years. Our mother loved it. And then he reprised his role on Rhoda and Roseanne. And, uh, of course, this is Ed Asner, passed away at the age of 91. And he was one of those guys that would pop up on other shows, like, very recently, in fact, too. He would just always play, like, the grumpy old grandfather. He was the stepfather to Sensei Lawrence on yeah, Cobra that, Kai. That's, you know what? That was trying <laughs> when we were talking about Cobra Kai earlier. So, yeah, there, there you go. I don't, know if, I don't know if there's anything in the can for the upcoming season, because he passed in August, but you never know. Well, if so, send it to the internet, right? Yes. And <laughs> he was uh, Santa Claus and Will Ferrell's Elf, which is a holiday season. That's staple. the other one I was thinking of. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Ed Asner, definitely a big part of our of our youth and, and and before. Number two, on September 6th, actor famous for his roles of Omar Little on The Wire, and Chalky White and Boardwalk Empire, Michael K. Williams passed away at the age of 54 from an overdose. Yeah, that was extremely sad. It's bad enough that he died, but I always it always hurts a little more when you find out it was technically self-inflicted. There's, you know, it's a cliche now that the two best television shows ever in history are The Wire and Breaking Bad. The Wire, you put me on and it's, oh man, yeah, I, I gotta it, go back and watch it, it again. It actually does live up to the hype and I always love to run this trivia question. Who's the one guy that was on both? Gail Boddicker. Gail Boddicker, <laughs> yes. I can't remember his character in The Wire, but he was in season five. He was the he was the newspaper guy that uh, got to the bottom of the big story. So uh, anyway, there's Mike, a, Michael K. Williams, rest in peace. Yeah, there's a meme going around, you know, and uh, The Wire says, uh, Omar's coming for y'all. Yeah. And now it's uh, Omicron's coming for y'all. Uh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> it's Omar walking in the streets. That's great with the whistle. Oh, man. Number three, on September 14th, Canadian stand-up comedian, writer, and actor. You know him for his role as a writer and a cast member on Saturday Night Live. Weekend update, Norm MacDonald passed away at age 61. Yeah, and uh, we, we love Norm. He was a big part of that I, mean, I guess a, a, you know, a, a rebirth of Saturday Night Live, you could call it. Uh, famous for him. We've, we've dropped Turd Ferguson on this show many, many times. But he was also the guy that did an impression of the next person you're going to bring up, right? Well, before we get to that, he was behind uh, the success of Roseanne. Oh, was he? And I didn't he, know that. He was a writer on Roseanne, which they paid tribute to him on a live show, which was cool. Good to know. And I never watched this one, but you may have because you were into obscure stuff. The Dennis Miller Show. Did you ever watch that? I, I did, but it was uh, back in the days when you had to like tape things and watch it. And they okay. kept, uh, what was really unfortunate, they did this to a lot of shows in those days. Mr. Show is another one that suffered from it. They kept moving the time slot, so you couldn't keep up with it with your VCR unless you were really on top of things. And he, <laughs> Dennis Miller also had a stint one on Monday Night Football, right? Yeah, uh, I, I, one of the weirdest things that ever yeah. happened. But yeah, I, I remember those days very well. All right, so the, the gentleman that Michael was alluding to that uh, Norm MacDonald played on Saturday Night Live, I'll talk about him right now. December 5th, American politician, the Republican presidential nominee in 1996. The election, Bob Dole passed away at age 98, which is a long run. He had a very long run, and he's, my, he's the first candidate that I remember in real time when I was when, I, when my memory bank go you know came of age we were in the middle of the Watergate scandal or, or just about to hit it like the early 70s and you know I didn't know at the time how Gerald Ford became president I just knew that he was our president because Nixon had resigned yeah so in 76 when I was at Assumption School which is right by the Paramount and Peekskill we did like a, a thing with highlights I want to say where they had the kids vote Oh, the uh, magazine? House? Yeah, yeah. So oh, the yeah. kid, the kid, the kids would vote, and it was uh, Gerald Ford with Robert Dole as a running mate, or Jimmy Carter with Walter Mondale, and they were eventually the ones that were victorious. So that was like the first election where I was aware of the participants. And in case Grandpa Colvin is listening, I want to make sure that I I mention this so I don't get yelled at. Fought in World War II with the U.S. Army. Yes, he did. Of course, Grandpa Colvin was uh, stationed down. I want to say in uh, Dutch Guiana. And, and uh, they got a great picture of him with a tank that he named Annie. Yep, Annie, and then he ended up at West Point, too, which was the reason behind the Army football games. So, number five, we talked about this uh, you know, recently with the Christmas show, but we talk about her all the time. Unfortunately, uh, our sister Jennifer passed away 
on February 17th of this past year, which is also her brother Christopher's birthday. Things happened that way. Oddly enough, one of her first boyfriends, Andy Ciancio, died this year on her birthday. So it's weird the way life works. And if you go back in time, and I know a lot of you do, on our podcast, we did a, a full tribute. I think at the time it was 75 minutes, right? Was it during the 75 No, no, it was, it was an hour long, but okay. it, it, it was a tribute to Jennifer, and it was very heartfelt, and we got, you know, we were able to read um, letters and cards that we got from her closest friends. We played, you know, some of her favorite music. We, I think that the theme was Women Who Rock, and uh, it's a big hole that you're never going to fill. I mean, you, you, you know, we lost our parents, but you expect to lose your parents because, you know, time just does what it does. Uh, for me, Jennifer was a younger sibling, but she was 16 months my junior. So there's no there's no time that I don't remember her being part of my life. And when, when it really, really hit Stephen was when we got to Christmas because her birthday is December 14th. And we would we just you know, sometimes with a sibling, you have your own language. And there was a bunch of stuff that I could only text or say to her. And I got nobody else to tell it to. And that's what threw me off. Yeah, it was the um, Hard Coco and Joe. Hard Rock Coco and Joe from uh, WGN. And we used to do this silly thing, like because her birthday was 10 days from Christmas. And it was always the chance that she would get Christmas screwed. So I would just go up to her and go, 10 more days till Christmas. <laughs> and she always got a kick out of that. Yeah, Jennifer was very thoughtful in all her gift giving. At uh, the celebration that we did for her birthday with her, with her kids, I wore the last shirt that she gave me. She would always give me something silly to wear, mm-hmm. and it was a. Uh, it was well, she me- had a different theme for each of us. We all got a different name. Your cats. Yeah, and it was a Meowy Christmas T-shirt. But she also bought me three years ago. She bought me these uh, really cheesy-looking swimsuit with the, it's all cats. Yeah, I remember that. And she's like, she's like, you got to wear it. Take yeah. a photo. And I wore yeah. it to the beach when I was upstate you the did. lake. You did. And uh, so yeah. So. And uh, so you were cats. I was cows. And uh, Bryce has been in the studio with us. She's been very, very good. But she just wanted to say one thing real quick. I love you, Auntie Jen. Hi, this is Doug Gray and Marshall Tucker, man. You are listening to the Colin Brothers on Z93. Watch it, buddy. Lucy and Ramona cruising through the jungles of L.A.
It's the Coleman Brothers on Z93. Who died this year? Our last show of 2021. And uh, Mike Nesmith cruising. Rest in peace December 10th. Michael alluded to it on the last couple of shows, and I'll let you jump in right now. Well, you know, Nesmith is famous for a bunch of things. Before he even became a monkey, his mother had already invented uh, liquid paper, so he never had to work a day in his life, but he was... Um, what the hell is liquid paper? Liquid. It's Back in the days when you used to type, if you made a mistake, you couldn't just go backwards. Oh, so, that's what that was? You would push yeah, the button you, and it would go on there? No, you... Well, well, even before that, there was like you would get like a, a bottle, and there'd be a little brush in it, like nail polish, like white out. Yeah, white out. Oh, okay, white yeah. out, white out of liquid paper. But she, <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of it called as liquid paper. Oh, you know, paper. she, but she actually invented what her invention was liquid paper, and then white out was like a copycat. All right, I invented the post its. Yes. Yeah, so, um, in fact, there's a monkeys episode because they were always ad libbing, and Mike's like, "Wow, if only there was an invention where you could cover that up with his Texas draw." He's one of my heroes. You know, it did, anybody that knows me knows my love of '60s pop, and it, it's not just because of the music, but because the the people that created it were such individuals. Um, after the monkeys broke up, and he was. The main driving creative force behind that band, he had a solo career that, was, while not successful, highly influential. He's one of the pioneers of country rock, along with Graham Parsons and uh, the guys in Poco that we played earlier. It was a, a, a Linda Ronstadt. He wrote Different Drum, Linda Ronstadt's first big hit. So we've got this long pedigree. But what he did in 1979, he put out uh, an experimental video album, Infinite Rider on the Big Dogma, where every song had an accompanying video. And in those days, if you were going to see videos on television, uh, HBO had video jukebox. This was his idea. And you'd watch, you know, you'd watch Airplane. And then between Airplane and the next movie, like Outlaw Josie Wales, there would be a thing that would come on and be like, video jukebox. And they would play this song from Michael Nesmith called Cruisin' that we just heard. Yeah. And it inadvertently led to the invention of MTV. He had the idea. He was the one that proposed the idea of a, of a network that just played music videos. That's what the M stands for, Mike Nesmith. Yeah, right. It should. Obviously, MTV went on to be a significant and influential part of a lot of our lives for about a decade and a half before yep. they turned into a show with uh, kids <laughs> my daughter's age having babies. But, oh, you man. know, it, Michael Nesmith, it, if, if he's remembered for nothing else, and he, he certainly deserves to be, he's the guy that said, hey, this this could be a network, and and it was. So he's probably the reason why Martha Quinn has a career, because she has her own channel now, I think. And so does Nick Nina Blackwood. I have owe everything to Michael Nesmith. In fact, I'm wearing a wool hat on my throat. It's, it's very. I love 80s on 8, but it's it's very hard. Oh, you, let me play you some some Devo, Stephen. Stephen, you're very. Are you married? You look very. Can I pinch your cheek? I'll tell you what you can do, Nina. Intr- introduce us to what's happening at Mahoney's. Oh, Mahoney! I love going to Mahoney's. I can't believe I. I heard they're gonna have a big New Year's bash. They are. <laughs> All right, tonight, Washington and Dallas at 8.20. So uh, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, I think they have a, they have a good shot, unlike the, your Giants over there. Yeah, no, my, my Giants blow, but um, the, the Cowboys I hate with the passion, so I'm, I guess I'm just rooting for the Packers again. Screw it. Football Sunday, Margarita Monday, $6 all day. Tuesday's Jazz Night, 7 to 10. And then... I'm a little annoyed with DJ Tilt. So last week I, I stopped in, you know, I was feeling the holiday spirit. And I said, you know, my, my, my boy DMX passed away this past yeah, year. Yeah, yes, he I did. I said, can you play me a little Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like I, I don't have that version. You want to hear Gene Autry? And I was like, I was actually impressed that he knew who Gene Autry was, but he didn't have the DMX version. We love our tilt. Uh, New Year's Eve, we got to talk about that. That is uh, going to be a huge thing at Mahoney's. Well, we're bringing comedy back. Uh, comedy! First time since uh, the, pan- the, the the initial pandemic. I guess we're in a new pandemic. I don't know. I can't keep track. So uh, let's go over what we got. We got uh, Ken Krantz, Mike mm-hmm. Keegan. Carla Okerson. Those are the headliners. It's $100 per person from 8 until the balloon drop. Dancing and music, appetizers, five-star buffet dinner, four-hour open bar, dessert table. I mean, I'm doing a laundry list here for only 100 bucks. That's pretty good. That's a really good bo- It's a boggin. We call it a boggin. A toboggan. Champagne toast at midnight, balloon drop at the party favors, and then you get to dance all night long, I think, until they close. And it's MahoneysIrishPub.com. Reservations are required, okay? We hate turning people away, but because of the restrictions that have been placed upon us, it's got to be ticketed only. So speaking about turning people away, I think we spent a whole hour on that, and we got one more left to do. Mr. Charlie Watts died yeah. August 24th. Yeah, but, uh, if there's going to be a big closer, there's no nothing bigger than a Rolling Stone, an original Rolling Stone. The Stones had already agreed to tour without him because his health was failing. He gave him their blessing. Uh, and again, Charlie Watts, much like, like Ringo Starr, was just, he was always 
relied upon to provide a beat. He wasn't flashy. He did what he did the job that was expected of him, and he did it well. There's not a lot of songs in their catalog that show him off. Sympathy of the Devil does <laughs> by a lot. <laughs> it's amazing uh, of this long list of people that we talked about that passed away in 2021, and Keith Richards is still going. I think Keith Richards <laughs> is going to be there to do the memory show for us, Stephen. Oh man, we need to get out of here and head to Farmhouse for those 50 percent off calendars. Here comes 2022. Look out, baby. We are the Coleman Brothers on E93. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I've been around for a long, long year. Stole many a man's soul and faith. I was around when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and pain. Made damn sure the pilot washed his hands and sealed his face. Pleased to meet you. Hope you guessed my name. But what puzzling you is the nature of my game. Stuck around St. Petersburg. When I saw it was a time for a change Killed the saw and its ministers Anastasia screamed in vain I rode a tank, held a generous rank When the blitzkrieg raged and the bodies stank
the Colvin Brothers Podcast. It's family. Wow.